Stan Lee, Jack Kirby, and Steve Ditko created Spider-Man, X-Men, the Fantastic Four, and the Avengers, timeless characters whose stories were retold in the modern day with the creation of the Ultimate Marvel Universe. Join us as we journey through My Ultimate Year. Welcome to My Ultimate Year, the comic book reading club where we're going through all of the Ultimate Universe one issue at a time. I'm Charlotte, the comic book Rainbow Belt, and I'm joined today by someone who has adopted four different teen superheroes and counting. Hi, Zach, how's it going? <laughs> Good. These teens, they're so rowdy. <laughs> I just can't get, yeah. I can't get a hold of these, th- get these teens under control. They, they make so much laundry, they're drinking, each of them drinks one gallon of milk a day. <sighs> I don't know what. Why are these my teen complaints? Drinking milk and they have dirty laundry. Like, um, that that that's my that is my when I envision having teens around. Those are like the big problems. Is that they're like really gross and they smell bad and that they drink a lot of milk. That's why I, I don't want kids. I think you might have adopted happen. teen possums. <laughs> <laughs> Do possums drink a lot of milk, Charlotte? I don't know. I don't. Okay. I don't think that what? teen uh, humans drink a lot of milk. That's not true at all. There's no no one can put down the old white stuff like like Oof, a teen. I didn't like that. <laughs> <laughs> did right, you drink so a lot of milk as already. a teen? <laughs> yes, I drank so much milk, like like to the point where my mother had to be like, "Stop! You have to stop drinking milk. Like it's too expensive for our like home budget. Like we're buying too many gallons of milk because I just drank it like water. It was like mm, thirsty. I'm just gonna go have a glass of milk. You know Sick. what? No, that's now that you say it, I'm, I'm not actually that surprised. Yeah, it's really weird. I mean, it's it, the thing is, like teens, I was growing. I'm a, I'm a big guy, and I had to I had uh-huh. to get the calcium to grow this tall. But like, yeah, sure. Once once you become an adult, you need to stop. It's so unsettling to be like, hmm, I'm I'm parched. Let me drink some like thin cream. Ugh, it's gross. Okay, so <laughs> well, uh, letting me ensure the episode was a mistake. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, this was my fault. This was my fault. I brought it up. Um, so we're, uh, this is episode 23 of My Ultimate Year, and we're talking kind of the reboot of Ultimate Comics after Ultimatum. And so they're rebranding a little bit as uh, everything. Instead of Ultimate Spider-Man, it's Ultimate Comics Spider-Man. Instead of Ultimate Avengers, it's Ultimate... Or, wait. Ultimate <laughs> Avengers, it's, it's Ultimate episode, Comics yeah. Avengers. Okay, well, I just said that because Marvel Unlimited gave me a really hard time finding yeah. Ultimate Avengers. Yeah, because it's not Ultimate Comic Avengers. Oh, I had the worst time metadata. finding Ultimate it's... X, actually. Oh, okay. I didn't I didn't have a hard time with that one. But yeah, it's just the new Marvel Unlimited. Yeah. Uh, the, their search functionality is not what it used to be. Because I just kept typing in Ultimate Avengers, and it was like, do you mean the Miles, Miles Morales run of Ultimate Spider-Man? And it was like, no, stop right yeah. to me. Yeah, definitely. It's just like, well, this is the most popular thing with Ultimate in it. Anyway. I also like, um, wish if you're going to change the names of uh, some of them, like Ultimates becomes Avengers, X-Men's, mm-hmm, X-Men just yeah. becomes X, like change all of them. I don't know. <laughs> it's it's a weird pet peeve mm. of mine, but like, well, they, Iron, I mean, they same are. It's kind of like, Armor Wars, yeah, I guess kinda. that's true. Because it's like, are they going to do, 
I don't know if we get, we get an ultimate Iron Man, right? So like, I think this I is mean, just like mini series. Like, Ultimate X is not the beginning of a new X Men comic. It is a little mini series that might be setting up a new yeah. series, something like that. Okay, so uh, yeah, we read Ultimate Comics X, Ultimate Comics Armor War, Ultimate Comics Spider Man one through six, which is really just a continuation of oh, yeah. Spider Man where it left off at one thirty three. And then Ultimate Avengers, which is just a continuation of the way that Ultimates has worked in these little, like, six-issue arcs. Um, pretty interesting mix, you know? Like, yeah. uh, the Ultimate Universe has felt like it's needed a little bit of a, a reboot. Um, and uh, and I think this is semi-successful in doing that. Let's uh, let's get into it. Ultimate Comics X is five issues, all each one about a different, a different mutant, focusing on a new mutant. Um... Not the New Mutants, sadly. Uh, yeah. It is written by Jeff Loeb, art by Art Adams, and we've got... Um, well, let me just start here. The second issue shows a, a woman named Karen Grant, who's in hiding, who's eventually revealed to be Jean Grey, right? And uh, the the kind of thrust of this is that she's creating a new a new little X-Men supergroup, right? Yeah. Issue one has uh, Jimmy Hudson, who's the son of Wolverine that was raised by the ultimate versions of uh, Guardian of, mm-hmm. like, two Alpha Flight characters. Um, mm-hmm. yep. He's a completely ultimate universe-specific um, character. He, he doesn't have an equivalent. Mm-hmm. I mean, not really in the main uh, 616 timeline. Uh, yeah. Then yeah. there's a someone also exclusively from the ultimate universe from issue three is Derek. Yeah. Yeah. Who's kind of like Derek Morgan, a gargoyle slash angel guy? Yeah, kind of. I mean, very similar to Angel, except that he can like retract his wings into yeah. his body, which and is fine. Who, kind of, kind of neat. And who am I forgetting? Oh uh, yeah, the yeah, son number of Blob. Four, yeah, number four is the son of Blob. Um, yeah, Liz Allen's brother, Teddy Allen. Who's the yeah. first time we've seen him, but he's kind of just like the Blob. It's like a big guy. Yeah, who can, he's just teenage. You know, blob. like yeah, yeah, more or less. Uh, but also like Liz Allen is here. And then uh, number five is, I don't know if there's anyone new, like the Hulk. Yeah, there's the Hulk. Hulk. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, Hulk joins the team. So we get like, and then at the same time, so this is, I keep calling her Karen Grant, but it is uh, Jean Grey, the Phoenix. And she's gathering these, this team together. And then at the same time, Mystique is trying to also recruit for a new team. So she's got Sabretooth on her side and... um, like, she's the one who pulls in the son of Blob. She gets him as well. I don't know if there's anyone else we see. Quicksilver, I mean, maybe? Quicksilver and uh, at mm-hmm. the very end, maybe Wanda. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so all that sounds okay in practice, right? Like, the X-Men are mostly dead. Yeah. Like, the majority of the big big players are gone. Like, Wolverine, Professor X, Cyclops, Beast, Nightcrawler, Angel, like, all gone. Um, so, like, if you want to have X-Men, we have to form a new team. Sounds fine. Uh, Jeff Loeb does it though. Jeff Loeb's the one writing this, <laughs> and Jeff Loeb can't uh, help being Jeff, Jeff Loeb. It's it, it. The thing is, like, I, I, this this is not this, this isn't actually anywhere near the level of oh, like no, absurd not. as his Ultimates or yeah. his Ultimatum. I don't, I don't actually think it is that bad. It's just kind of a dully written comic. Like, there's a narration that runs through each issue. Like, a different character will narrate each issue, and those narrations are the most boring, pointless. Um, like just filling space yeah like everyone you read and i'm just like i i just kept trying to hone in on like what are you trying to say with and this I, like were you also confused you bit- about who was narrating sometimes yeah sometimes me- I didn't sometimes you don't who- meet the actual characters after a few pages it's i mean yeah it was pretty weird i mean that's the point is that like i would get to the end and i'd be like trying to seriously pay attention 
to like what did this narration tell me about anything like yeah. what did it add to any of this and most of the time it was just like nothing i was de- every mutant's dealt a tough hand sometimes you gotta play it sometimes you gotta fold it and it's like 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 just literally <laughs> the the most yeah I, I mean i i just made that up but that's not like really yeah, far that off sounds from right. what, like every page would have <laughs> and it would be like here's some metaphor like that like poker and then the next page would be like being a mutant is like being a firefighter. The hose is on full blast all the time. You never let your guard down. Like, uh, whatever. It, yeah, it just it it's just kind of the most like trite. Yeah, like I said, space filling. It's very strange and also totally superfluous to the comic. So like, yeah. if you just stop we- reading them, you'll have no problem knowing what's going on or fully understanding these characters. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's just a pretty. Pretty Which dull, is kind of all the more frustrating because I'm actually interested in having a, a whole new team of X-Men or like they mm-hmm. don't actually call themselves X-Men, but a whole new team of mm-hmm. mutants with most of them being completely new to the Ultimate Universe, uh, especially mm-hmm. Jimmy Hudson and Derek. I think that's very interesting. That's a very good new beginning after Ultimatum and f- to have um, something new in Ultimate X-Men comics. But yeah, they the actual comics crafting of it is... Not there. It's it doesn't um, it doesn't reach the heights you would hope for a new beginning, a completely a complete mm-hmm. stable arasa after ultimatum. Yeah. Well, even even on the level of um, b- besides the actual quality of Jeff Loeb's prose here, you know, which is like my main complaint about yeah. this. It, it's like the five heroes are. It's Jean Grey, but like it, also she doesn't look anything like Jean Grey. She's dyed oh, her no. hair, but like. Besides that, it's totally different, which is fine. Whatever, I don't, I don't really care. But then, besides that, it's like okay, well, it's a, a it's a young Wolverine, it's the Blob, and it's a different Angel, right? So like, there's nothing, and uh, Liz Allen is just like a Johnny Storm, like so he's not even introducing yeah. anything new, right? Like all these characters are like legacy characters or clones of not literal clones, but like clone set power sets of other ones that we have. So like. I'm just not like, oh, what an interest. Well, okay. I mean, I will say I, Wolver- I Wolverine's son has something weird going on with his claws yeah. where he like coded his own claws in adamantium. Yeah. <laughs> that is vaguely interesting. But besides that, it's all I, very much the same. I guess what you mean of like, as a reader, we see the similarities between those new characters and characters we used to, but they, in universe, they don't have links to the old team, most of them, apart from Jin. And I think that part's interesting of having like, People who haven't, who've never met Professor Xavier or Magneto, who've never, who have nothing to do with what has happened up until that point, because what has happened mm-hmm. up, in, up until that point was everything was tied to Professor X and Magneto, and everything was just in that small bubble. So I, I appreciate the idea of having something that's new or at least out of that um, that small group of character. Yeah, yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess, like, yeah, in theory, that sounds nice. I just would appreciate it if, like, <clears throat> these five new people were all, like, oh, wow, that, that person seems interesting. I'm, uh, yeah. I want to see what, what's going on with them. And I just, I didn't walk away thinking that at all. I mean, it just, it doesn't help. Like, Jeff Loeb doesn't write characters that are interesting to me, no, right? Like, he, he's, not. he's got a lot of flaws as a writer for Marvel. And it's, like, yeah. his characters, his characters don't do interesting things. He doesn't write, like people that i'm interested in watching even if they are nasty bad people like mark miller's doing that later and he's writing stupid evil nasty characters that are so over the top but like he knows how to get me interested in them like yeah. uh, jeff jeff Lope just doesn't have that here at least um the uh the well i want to talk about art adam's art 
Art Adams, you know, like big, big uh, 80s guy, yeah. like in my mind, at least. Right. That's how I like I, I remember him from like, like Nascenti's long shot, I think was his like breakout oh, yeah, right. back in like 1985. And then um, what was what's the big like he does he, is the, it New Mutants that he I does. Think he, did he do as really Gajan was? No, he did some Mojo stuff, right? The X Babies yeah, and some all that. Yeah, work. Yeah, yeah. So he, he's definitely like he's in the X universe, working with X Men yeah. in the eighties. And I really, really like his eighties X Men yeah. work. Um, he has like a, a very, very cartoony style. Yeah, because he was doing the like the death of um, Doug Ramsey stuff. That that whole run. I don't remember exactly which arc that tied into. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's him. Anyway, even, even if it's not, like I, I, rem- I remember really liking his work because he has this slightly chibi style yeah. to his art at least there it's not really here um i do like his art here it just uh i am comparing him to his older work that i i do prefer a lot more um but he does some good stuff here like if if these comics are readable jeff, jeff Loeb is lucky i think he just consistently gets these artists that make his comics yeah. like pretty readable and pretty nice to look at because like god can you imagine this comic if it was like poorly laid out and kind of a pain to read just like on a visual level yeah <laughs> like uh yeah it looks nice um i think like yeah. he does some interesting stuff with that that shot of jean gray she's like in her bedroom thinking about all the people who died in ultimatum and she's surrounded by like the corpses of all the other mutants that died yeah. it's more affecting than anything that actually happened in ultimatum <laughs> right like <laughs> this image he sells the power of all these deaths because like their corpses, you know, Wolverine's corpse is burned to a crisp. Professor X's corpse, like his neck is snapped. Blob's head is just there, <laughs> like only his head oh, because yeah. um, Hank Pym bit his head off. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty uh, upsetting just through the uh, the art. Yeah, and, and it's just in, it's interesting because in theory, uh, like having an '80s artist coming on an Ultimate title doesn't sound appealing to me. Like I, I feel like the Ultimate Universe should be a place for new new voices and new uh, new talents. But his mm-hmm. his style adapts perfectly to like a two thousand two thousand ten style, I think. So I, I yeah. think it was yeah, no, pretty it look, modern it pretty for the eighties, and yeah. it still works today, mostly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Um, also, uh, Mark Roslin on ink and Peter Stegerwald on colors both both look good. Um, yeah, that's interesting. You said that about like it being a, a place for new talent because I don't I don't think that's what the Ultimate Universe actually does. Like that sounds nice in practice, but like. You know, I I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess it's hard to put myself in the in the time exactly. Like I know Brian Michael Bendis, you know, is big in Marvel elsewhere, right? He's not like a new fresh talent to Marvel. Mark Bagley is definitely like an eighties and oh, early nineties yeah, no. guy. So like, yeah, I, I don't know. Mark, I guess true, Mark yeah. Miller. Right? I think that comes more from like coming. my expectation, or at least like my hopes for it, than what it mm-hmm, actually yeah. has been so far. I mean, that's what you'd want now, right? Like, if they re- yeah. relaunch the Ultimate Universe right now, I wouldn't want, you know, I wouldn't want them to get, well, Brian Michael Bendis, um, or, yeah. I don't Red know, uh, who else is, like, Brian K. Vaughn, I guess, who already worked in the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. You know, I, I, I guess, you know, you'd want some Zeb Wells and, oh, oh, actually, you know what? The real the real thing would be Al Ewing. Like, Al Ewing is totally established as much as I, like, love his work, you know, like, him in the Ultimate Universe Actually, now that I say this, I don't know if this is true. Never mind, Charlotte. You sucked me into something and I started <laughs> speaking. And now I'm like, well, do I not want Al Ewing to start the new Ultimate Universe? Because that actually sounds pretty I think, sick. I mean, so, that's like, interesting, but I, I wouldn't want him to do it alone. Like, I wouldn't want the... If there was a new Ultimate Universe, I wouldn't want it to be a single voice. 
universe. Yeah, 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 you're right. I mean, yeah, I think it, totally. the best possibility would be something uh, similar to the current X Office with a group of maybe yeah. five to ten different writers on different series that work together. Well, yeah, because, I mean, Hick- Hickman has been so good about, like, you know, heading that up, having kind of his vision yeah. at the top, but then, like, dispersing it among so many people under him who are, like, up and coming, right? And that he's almost, like, mentoring into... Um, to to become bigger names at Marvel, yeah. right? Like, so that, that's an interesting thought. Okay, okay let, now let me I, let yeah. me send a thought away. What about James Tynion's mm. Ultimates? Oh come on, stop <laughs> it! That's not fair. Like, yes, I mean, he's. I don't think he's ever done Marvel. He's been a DC I don't guy think like so, through yeah. and through. Um, and, and at this point, he won't. You know, like his, yeah, his cre- he's spoken so, uh, you know, outspokenly. He's so outspoken about DC. Uh, like his creator own stuff being so much more valuable to him, which is yeah. fine because he does great creator own stuff, but um, it is a little bit of a bummer because his like big two stuff is so good. We're not big two, just DC. All right, Ultimate Armor Wars is the next thing we read by the uh, the the scoundrel Warren Ellis. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting to me, uh, basically that I've never had to praise Warren Ellis on this show <laughs> the, since uh, you since all him, the like the stuff came out about him. You liked him in. Um... What was it? Hulk? No, wait. Uh, yeah, was it? Was it? Yeah, the yeah, Hulk you're right. There, there was some. There was some like small mini that I was like, "This is okay." It was some. Yeah. Uh, it was it was an Ultimate Vision, right? Ultimate Human. No, maybe? I think it was. Yeah, Ultimate Human. That I think that's the one with the yeah. uh, Hulk and. Iron that was Man. okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I thought that was okay. Um, yeah, this is a real stinker, though. This uh, this kind of yeah, stinker. that so, that was a uh, weird comic. <laughs> it's it's incredibly boring. Like he. It's so strange. Part of me wants to go back and actually read, like, his really noted work. Um, like, I've never been the biggest fan of Transmetropolitan. Yeah. Um, like, it's okay. Like, I, I've liked it. I think it's doing some interesting stuff. It just hasn't, like, clicked with me. I think it's thinks it's a little smarter than it is. Um, or people think it's a little smarter than it is. Yeah. But, like, I really loved Planetary. I'm sure I've said that a million times. But, like, I really love yep. Planetary. <laughs> and, like, all reading all of his Marvel stuff makes me want to go back and be like, is it actually good? Because, like... This is not just, like, boring. It's pretty bad. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was reading it, and I, I was thinking, like, oh, did they just bring in some new writer that didn't do anything after this? And now it's Warren fucking Ellis. <laughs> like, yeah. I, this was a big nothing. That's, it doesn't even feel that much like it's in the... I mean, you would have given me that comic and said it was a random 2000s uh, main universe comic that doesn't have any influence i would have said okay fine it's just bad mm-hmm. yeah there's a i mean i don't even know where to start but there's not much to to grab onto well so i mean the story's very dull right the story's yeah. kind of like it's armor he's just doing armor wars again armor his armor is getting spread out through a With bunch justin of people Hammer's starts dating daughter, dating uh, Ju- Tony justine Stark, yeah. hammer justine hammer right. <laughs> which did i mean you think the, she the was main... a teenage girl after after first because i did which made it weird when she had sex with Tony. Oh no, no, no! I didn't. I didn't think that. She, oh, okay. She seemed like an adult. <laughs> just to me then. Um, yeah, yeah. It is just you. You see teens everywhere. Uh huh. <laughs> um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, it's it's. I mean, the, the the issue is like that. The tone sucks, right? The tone is yeah. so sleazy in this, right? And not in like a fun winking way. In a way that you just feel like, um, like he thinks it's cool and like like he's he's writing a cool action movie with like. Uh, a sad beleaguered hero at the center of it, of it. but like this the, the sn- it, it's cynical and it's bitter and it's just kind of like um like there's just a lot of uh 
really tired yeah really tired boring cynicism you know yeah, just and like... it's very gratuitous like the the ending scene of the i think the last page or, or two are just him surrounded by every every all the secondary cast from the whole comic all dead and him at a table drinking with the decapitated head decapitated head of an alternate universe tony i think if i remember mm-hmm. correctly and like yeah and you just think that he thinks it's really cool right like yeah. tony's like very cool and this is like a cool striking image uh and, and it's not like this is a really cynical comic where like it, the main issue is that like i think his writing is like it, it feels so smarmy yeah <laughs> you know and it feels it feels very like this is clever like a clever turn of phrase when like it's actually really painful and overwrought so like yeah. it, it just the whole thing has the the feel of uh why use one word when you can use 10 right yeah. like to describe stuff like everything's so overwritten and it feels there's some moments where it feels like he's going for um a miller like um random weird moments that never come up again but i don't know when when miller does it it's at least noteworthy i guess when Ellis does it, yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. okay, so Dr. Foster has decapitated, decapitated head on his wall for some reason, and he has Modoc in his head. What? <laughs> and, and it doesn't come up again? Uh, yeah, and there's, the, I can't even remember, but like, Modoc making some kind of stupid joke. Yeah, it's yeah. like, there, there's, yeah, he's not as funny, right? Like, he doesn't, because I'm trying to square how I feel about this comic versus how I feel about Mark Miller's Ultimate Adventures coming up. Yeah. Right, which is, which I quite liked. <laughs> And I was pretty into. So, like, I, you know, a lot of this, the same criticism I'm saying, like, it's cynical and it thinks it's funnier than it is. And, like, I, I can see people saying that about Miller's thing. So, I, I think it's just, there's just a tone to this that I think is, like, very dull and very, like, um, yeah, yeah, it, it, it's smarmy. Smarmy is, like, the best word I can think for it. Like, it, it, the writing just feels very self-satisfied yeah. uh, and it, with itself. That- and I, I swear this is not, like, actually poisoned by my view of Warren Ellis, because I don't yeah. really know what the man is like. So it's not, I don't, I don't have some conception that like Warren Ellis is like a smarmy self satisfied guy. I don't know if that's what he's like. So like, this is not like me projecting that onto yeah. this. Like, I, I really just think this comic, uh, I mean, yeah, I reads think as like Miller, really poorly written. Mark Miller lights is the best way I could put it in a way. Like it's, yeah. it's trying to be something similar to Miller's uh, ultimate or X-Men, but it's just so boring. And there isn't like the, yeah. the actual well, stories. It, it messy goes nowhere and everywhere at once, and there's no. It's very unfocused, which Mark Miller usually mm-hmm, is totally. very less. Yeah. Well, you know what? It, it's kind of funny because it's like Jeff Loeb working in Ultimatum or his Ultimate Comics is like him trying to do Mark Miller, but like yeah. crank the dial up way yeah. too hard. <laughs> Right, and this is Warren Ellis, like maybe trying to do the same thing, but it's way too quiet, right? Like it just feels like a bunch of nothing, right? Like none of this stands out, right? Like at least with Jeff Loeb's comics, I'm gonna remember, like I don't know, uh, Hank Pym. I guess I am the mother. (laughs) Yes, exactly. Uh, Uh, Yeah, you know, I I will remember those moments forever (laughs) because I will forever remember the silhouettes of Wolverine and Wanda's mom. Right, exactly. Charlotte, you need to stop cussing. I'm going to have to edit, oh, yeah, edit out all these cusses. <laughs> sorry. At least do it in French. Uh yeah, so yeah, we're in agreement this is kind of a kind of a stinker. So, and not really we're noteworthy because I don't I don't even know like 
we get an ultimate iron man right towards the end of the ultimate universe that goes for four more issues so like yeah you know as usual like like, or as we've seen before tony stark is not a huge part of the ultimate universe and how weird is it that they just completely ditched the austin scott card um iron man that they ditched what the austin scott card iron man like the two volumes of um, oh yeah ultimate iron man (laughs) which which somehow has been like the best solo i is that the only solo iron man think so you know what like I mean, ultimate human I way is half that iron man half hulk i guess that i way prefer that iron man run to this that was kind of fun <laughs> i like I yeah, thought it that, wasn't uh, good it was fun to read i guess <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah um okay so uh next is the ultimate comic spider-man we read one through six this is they read oh i uh, i should have said i'm sorry um Ultimate uh, Iron Wars is Steve Kurth on pencils, Jeff Hewitt, Scott Hanna on ink, and then colors by a, uh, I guess, a, a company that they outsource to, Guru EFX. So, oh, yeah, okay. Oh, no, that's one person. A multi-talented individual who's working on the... Co- yeah, all right. I guess that's one person who just yeah. goes under a, a pseudonym. Um, yeah, so uh, good good work there. Um, I mean, not, not like totally noteworthy or great, but like fine, competent work. Yeah. Um, Ultimate Comic Spider-Man number one is... We're back with Brian Michael Bendis. He's still on the run. And David LaFuenta doing pencils and inks. Justin Ponsor doing colors. Uh, I want to start with the penciler and the inker, David LaFuente. LaFuente? LaFuenta? I'm, I'm not sure. LaFuente, I guess. Um, pretty excellent. Yeah, I, I it's great. this art. I like it. I mean, mm-hmm. is it controversial to say I like this art way more than Bagley? Yes. Yeah, I like it a lot more than Bagley. And I even like it more than... Um, Stuart, Stuart Eminen. Um, yeah. It's uh, it's very similar to, like, Stuart Eminen's art and style, right? Like, it's kind of cartoony. Like, even the way he draws faces is pretty similar. But I like it. I think I like it more than his. Yeah. That's, um, uh, the comparison I thought of was the that one Ultimate X-Men where there was, um, for some reason, a kind of manga-like style, which this was sometimes... Oh, yeah. For those, to. like, two, those two issues. Yeah. yeah the yeah, yeah. one kitty issue or something. Um, yeah, I really like it. Well, it's, and I it's, mean, it, it's it's that way in that like the it's so expressive. Like the facial expressions are like very expressive, uh, which Bagley does, but his expressions are all like he has like three expressions he kind of returns to, yeah. and you often get people looking like dumbstruck when the writing is suggesting that they're angry or sad or it's more vibrant it's more it's more youthful which really works for for spider-man especially especially the title like (laughs) includes a lot more teen characters all of a sudden yeah yeah it doesn't look like you know back to bagging on bagley it doesn't look like you know peter parker (laughs) and ben yurik have the same exact you know like wrinkle pattern you you said that but that's the the one comparison i don't see like that Ben Urich and Peter Parker look the same to you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't okay. I don't actually know if that's true, but uh I mean I know you said that in the gonna, previous you know, episode and I was Have confused. I said that? Yeah, yeah. Uh yeah, they look the same. I'm looking now. Okay. No, not right. really. I don't know. <laughs> but but he just like he you know, you know his, his, his teenagers teenage often look girls just look as old. A lot as... Similar. Like MJ and Gwen yeah. just have the same face, different hair, barely. Yeah. I will say I think Bagley slightly uh, is it slightly superior on like the superhero action shots and stuff like but purely on a kind That's of fair. like but only on the way that like um like the whole page composition looks kind of cooler and more like fluid because the actual panel layout for um david lafuente i really prefer 
like he's really good at laying out interesting panels and telling the story in like really interesting ways like um like like there's just so much visual storytelling here which like bagley really didn't do bagley really just had like we're having a conversation let's do nine panels of two faces talking to one another and like sometimes it's the same faces and sometimes they're repeated and there's like not a lot of you know it's not very dynamic um this like he's doing all kinds of interesting panel layouts he's doing like interesting point of view shots um like this the scenes change and they feel like scenes instead of just like a conversation happening in this room versus this room um yeah i really i really dug this artwork and it looks ni- like the coloring looks very nice justin yeah. ponsor's coloring looks great even the, um, the like inking really like is a bit more sketchy than we're used to in uh, in most comics and mm-hmm. I think that really works. Uh, and I think it's a great choice to for Ultimate Spider-Man, especially. And that that kind of comes to comes down to, to personal preference. But I, I'm just more interested mm-hmm. about the like interpersonal drama than the superhero fighting in in this title, especially. So I think that's a this, yeah. And you know, I actually think I mean for it, Bagley does a good job of uh you know like balancing that right it's still mark bagley or not Bagley. i'm sorry it's still brian michael bendis and yeah. bendis does a good job of balancing that um as usual right like this is kind of his you know when when he's on right like when he's doing his his best work he balances that like teen drama and the superhero stuff really well and i think yeah. this is like it feels like he kind of got to like step back and be like okay I, I don't know if he actually got a break. It kind of feels like maybe he had a break to think about, like, where do I want to take Spider-Man? Because, like, he injects some real, like, vitality into a series that has been on and off, like, feeling less vital uh, and less yeah. necessary for a while. Um, so, I mean, the, the main thing is, like, we get a big jump in time post-Ultimatum, and, like, things have changed. Um, and it's kind of left up to us, which is, like, a fun mystery to, like, figure out what happened. Mainly, like, Peter Parker's dating Gwen Stacy now. Uh, he doesn't work at the daily bugle he's just working at a fast food restaurant that he hates yeah um, him and mary jane are totally on the outs. she dumped him but now she hates him um what else is going on is there anything I mean, other big status quo changes kitty kitty pride is running around like in this cool cloak uh i mean i think the crime, main the main big thing that happens is that um aunt may starts adopting every teen superhero around <laughs> Is the main? Mm-hmm. I mean, which is, is the thing really, I'm most uh, interested really by. Yeah, it's super fun. Like the the prospect of having that uh, small group of uh, teen heroes uh, all together in that title makes me really excited about reading further into Ultimate uh, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. So like, Human Torch is there, and Iceman gets adopted, right? And they're both Peter Parker's cousins going to school yeah. with him. Yeah. Like, it's weird that. Uh, Brian Michael Bendis is finding more interesting things to do with like the mutants than X Men has. Yeah, that's for true. a while. Like, I mean, especially Kitty Pride. Kitty Pride, like Brian Michael Bendis, has done great stuff with Kitty Pride in Spider Man. Like, yeah. linking her to Peter Parker was like such a smart a great move. Idea. And yeah, I mean, we just keep talking about it, but it's like the <laughs> the smartest like uh, original idea to the Ultimate Universe is having the two of these characters yeah. be like teens together. Um, and honestly, so, like, like she's just great having in this, all and, like, that the whole mystery of... of who this person is, uh, and when it actually got revealed as Kitty Pride that this yeah. person in a shroud uh, was Kitty Pride, it was a genuine like, oh, that's really cool. Like I didn't see that coming, yeah. and it was a twist. I mean, it wasn't like a shocking twist, but like it all tracked for me, and it was like fun to see her doing this because um, he like he really gets that character, and he really uh, has fun with her. The main antagonist of this is Mysterio, who starts out by killing Kingpin. Um, oh yeah that's true which like 
Yeah, right. It's a little bit of an aside, which is yeah, funny because Kingpin has been such a big deal in the Ultimate Spider-Man comics. Yeah, and Mysterio was, I mean, compared to the rest of what's happening in the comics, he was a bit forgettable to me. Like, I I, mm. I kind of skimmed through the his actual appearances, and maybe that's because I skimmed through, I wasn't that interested by what was happening but uh yeah oh he, i i quite liked i quite liked what he was doing here okay like i mean he's up to kind of normal mysterio stuff right yeah. like causing a big illusion somewhere and i mean part of it is that uh lafuente's art is really fun yeah so, like it was fun like seeing him design. draw these giant spiders attacking new york while uh mysterio was robbing a bank or the hulk attacking yeah. a bridge like all that looked good he sold the like the danger and the the violence of the explosions that they were like ripping peter parker apart at the end on the bridge yeah um, very like raimi spider-man there um yeah i actually kind of and he sends a spider slayer after peter parker so like i kind of i kind of buy that um all that stuff but yeah mostly it's just like brian michael bendis is doing good interpersonal teen stuff the art looks great like it's just a really fun comic to look at um yeah I'm, I'm excited to be back in this what you know what's really funny is that like <clears throat> we were saying it uh it does just feel like it's picking up spider-man again and like relaunching it kind of seems silly it goes spider-man one through six here next week we're gonna read or next month we're gonna read seven through 15 and then it's just gonna pick up the old numbering yeah. again and start up with like 150 again which is pretty funny like they just abandon this really quickly and go back to the old numbering yeah um any other thoughts about ultimate spider-man not really i mean i, I like the the kind of <laughs> queer subtext of um of I, the way the bendis treats mutant mutants and especially iceman being uh the one who's uh mm-hmm. who was, who oh, was kicked sure. out yeah, uh, yeah. by his parents after everything that happened in uh, x-men and i think that the yeah. that character is a good choice uh, it's uh, made me thought about the that scene from x2 the movie where everyone's at the, his parents' house and there's basically a coming out scene with his parents. So it, mm-hmm. it was interesting sure. to have that in the in the Ultimate comics and knowing also what the character becomes in the in more recent uh, 616, 616 comic. But, uh, yeah, yeah, interesting. Good, good point. Yeah, it, that 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 is a very clear, you know, like connection you can make. Uh, it's yeah, pretty one to one. Like here, especially May getting with, especially angry at his Day. parents uh, and like saying, "I'm going to take you in because." Uh, it's not fair what's happening to you. That was a very yeah. Her good her finding God Ultimate Aunt May is so good. Yeah, like he he. I, it, know, right? I mean, like she's cool, but also like she's just a well written character. Like I like how much time we spend in her head, right? Like yeah. she's not just the like. Unlike mainline Marvel, she's not just a um a complication for Peter yeah. Parker, right? Like in that, she's just something to worry about, right? Like will she find out? Will she be stressed out? Like will her heart explode um like it's not just that like she's an actual person with her own motives and her own you know like goals and one of those is like trying to find some purpose after her husband gets killed and you know we're seeing her do that now with like accepting of peter parker and then like moving one step past that to start like yeah like adopting runaway teen superheroes yeah it's so good yeah really really smart stuff so like good on you brian michael bendis for like Given this this series a kick in the pants. I'm, yeah, and it's I'm been a really while since impressed. I've been that interested about Ultimate Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, like I, I, I almost like when he he killed off Kingpin so casually. I was like, kind of like, oh, well, that's a bummer. Like, I love, yeah, I love the Ultimate Kingpin. Like, he kind of just did that really, uh, you know, offhandedly. But then the like, the more I think about it, the more I'm like, 
No, you know, I think it's actually good for him just to kind of be like, here's a whole new status quo. He's not a photographer anymore. He doesn't work at the Daily Bugle. Like, here's a whole new set of problems. He's got a new girlfriend. He's got new dynamics with everyone, etc. So. Yeah, no, yeah. Now that you say that, it's I think the the death of Kingpin works symbolically as uh, the the end of that era mm-hmm. where he yep. was the center point of most of Peter's problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah the, the more I thought about it, the more I the more I liked it. Um, okay, so finally, last but not least, is the Ultimate Avengers 1 through 6, written by Mark Miller, he's back, penciled by Carlos Pacheco, and inked by Dexter Vines, colors by Justin Ponsor. Justin Ponsor is a really good colorist. Um, every time we see his stuff, I'm like, this looks good. Nice, yeah. nice bright colors. Um, <clears throat> this is Mark Miller, he's back working in his Ultimates mode, um, forming a new team, Right, because let's see, who from? I mean, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch are gone. The old Black Widow is dead. dead uh, um, Hulk is gone. Wasp is dead. Hank Pym is dead. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Nick Fury has been like kicked off the team. This is him kind of like taking charge again. Iron Man is too broken up over killing Wolverine, which I didn't remember. Was did Magneto make him kill Wolverine? Is I think he happened? made him and Cyclops. Like, both the laser okay, hand of Iron Man and the laser eyes of Skyclops killed Wolverine, I think. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, Magneto um, killed Wolverine, but uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, exactly. But I think, like, because Iron Man is just kind of, like, out of commission because of he's, like, too guilt-ridden or something. So I, I kind of was like, I must have forgotten that Magneto yeah. used Iron Man's, you know, armor to, to kill Wolverine or something. Which seems silly to me that he would feel responsible for that <laughs> just given how kind of amoral he is but i think it's an excuse to bring in a new stark gregory stark <laughs> <laughs> that one's um, blonde it, he's not the same guy <laughs> blonde and he doesn't worse. drink in the morning uh, I, <clears throat> this is like it's it's interesting it's like mark miller starting his own team here yeah. and it's very similar to the original Ultimates team, but he's like, hey, what if that team... You know how I took the Avengers and I made them all, like, pretty mean and messed up? What if I took those mean and messed up ones and then made them meaner and more messed up? Yeah. Right? Like, it's a nastier, more amoral Iron Man, right? We get Jim he, Rhodes as War Machine. He's kind of doing a Thunderbolts or even almost uh, Masters of Evil as the Avengers, which is interesting, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I agree. Like, I kind of like it. Like, it mostly works for me. You know, it's still that kind of like one out of every four quips makes me groan. Yeah, and I, I think right? like, like personally, I'm a bit old Miller doubt at uh, at this point in the Ultimate no, okay. I, I I think we've had so many Miller like Miller lights yeah, yeah. here that like when we get back to him, you know, I I don't think I'd want him. I, I like this mode that he works in with like five or six issues, and then yeah, he you know. And then we get a break, and then he comes back, like, instead of an ongoing. Like, if he had a 150-run Avengers comic, I don't know if it would work. exhausting. But I like... Because <laughs> I think it gives him time to, like, break them up into, like, here's the big idea for this one, right? Yeah. Like, and then it stops, right? Like, start, finish, five issues, six issues, we're done. Okay, now I've got a new arc a few months later. This whole arc is about something like he doesn't have to keep something running ongoing because he did that with X-Men. And I, I liked X-Men quite a bit. But like my main issue with X-Men is that it kind of felt like he was just like throwing ideas in the air and then dismissing them. And then yeah. like he wasn't holding on to anything long enough. I guess with these mini runs, he can kind of just like see these ideas. He doesn't have to fill it with too many ideas and he can just fulfill each one. 
because it doesn't feel overstuffed to me. Um, but also, what I liked about his Ultimates One and Two being a miniseries is that it felt like an it felt like an event, especially with the, the art. It really felt like a big blockbuster movie, and this doesn't feel mm-hmm. like that. It, like it doesn't have the, that event size taste that the Ultimates One and Two had. I guess, but um, yeah, I don't know. It's um, it's in, it's interesting that he he's taking a whole new. He's he's creating most of these characters. I don't think any of them are from the six one six universe, as far as I know. I mean, so a lot of them are not that far off. You know, we st- <laughs> it's basically like here's War Machine, here's a new Black Widow, yeah, here's Red Wasp. Oh, yeah, War Machine is in there. Yeah, he's Nato. He's <laughs> Um, yes, yes, he is. I mean, they all are. They're all awful. Yeah, I mean, um, but it's weird that there's, there's War Nerd Hulk. Is a... Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, so War Machine gets introduced, like, rescuing a couple sh- soldiers in, you know, Iraq or Afghanistan, um, you know, some unnamed Middle Eastern country, and then he just destroys the village in the country. Yeah. The, the soldiers are like, oh, there are unarmed civilians in there, and he's just, like, you know, gleefully laughing as he chars their skeletons. So, like... Yep. His entire personality is uh, likes to kill. Is Mark Miller character? In... Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, you know, like I think Mark. It's weird. Like it's hard to tell with him, right? Because he's he's cl- like he starts the comic, yeah, being aware that this guy is you know like committing war crimes, right? Like yeah. So like it, it's strange. It's just like because it's not a joke. Now, he's not making a joke about it. He's just being kind of glib about it, but like. Like, it's definitely not like, haha, this is fine and good, I love this, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, you know, it's not an endorsement of, uh, you know, civilian uh, deaths in war. It's definitely like, like, it's, it's kind of an indictment, but also not. I don't know. It, it's very strange, the space he's playing in. Yeah. Um, I don't really ever know how to pin down what he what he does. But, uh, yeah, like, Black, Black <clears throat> Widow is, uh, I don't know, an ex-girlfriend of Nick Fury? I, I don't, I didn't I get think much more from so. her. His ex-wife, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, ex- ex-wife. They were married for like six months. Um, she's going to be around for a while. I'm like on her wiki. She's going to be a big part of the, uh, okay. the Ultimate Universe. So Monica Chang, she's here. <clears throat> Red Wasp, Petra Laskov. Um, she's kind of interested. She was... Uh, a victim of the Red Skull, I think, if I remember correctly. How yeah, like we, we get this Skull. back... Yeah, we get the story of the Red Skull. <laughs> it's kind of an insane story where, like, yeah. he, he kidnapped a couple scientists and was like, either I kill your baby or you stab your husband to death with a pair of scissors. And then she did it, killed her husband with a pair of scissors, and then he just chucks her baby out a window. Um, yeah. Which, like, Mark Miller's, like, <laughs> making a joke of with that, that shot of the just, you know, a small little blood splatter uh, outside the window. So, like, he is working in full-on, like, nasty boy mode here, you know, oh, to be absolutely. clear. Uh, which you know, like, I I don't know, like it's uh, <clears throat> it, it's not like he's not Garth Enos in Preacher, where I kind of am like, yes, this just works, and like he's just walking that tightrope, but he's walking it better than anyone else at Marvel right now, for me at least. That's you know? fair, yeah, I guess. But I mean, yeah, compared to Ellis and uh, Jeff Loeb, who fall both in on the either side of uh, of the tightrope, yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah, fair, yeah. but uh, but. But if you if it still just like totally rubs you the wrong way, I, yeah, I totally get the, it. Like I absolutely understand. The, yeah. I think the the part I remember the most is um so the Red Skull is Steve Rogers' son in this, 
and he so yes. he's raised yeah, yeah. in a facility like completely outside the rest of the world, and he becomes a, some kind yep. of psychopath in there and starts killing everyone, and he comes out of it a Nazi somehow, like having been Does raised he come out, out of Nazi. I think so. It's like they say he he takes Nazism. on. No, I don't think there's any Nazi stuff to this guy. Doesn't he? Yeah. Okay. God, you're just seeing teens and Nazis everywhere. Everywhere you I mean, look, you just look at you just yeah, look at a man, my like bad a full-grown adult man. And you go, "That's a Nazi. teen Nazi." <laughs> <laughs> He's God, just misunderstood, right? No, I mean, he, I, yeah, no. There's definitely not any uh, the Nazism to him. Uh, okay, Nazism. Um, yeah, I mean, his whole thing is just being mad that his dad abandoned him, right? Yeah. Like that, that's like his entire uh, his entire and, thing. And that I think he works really he... well. Like. <sighs> Oh, sorry. I think on. he could have worked very well. I think I'm interested by the the thing at the end where he said that, uh, like, he wants to get his hands on the cosmic cube of the Tesseract. I don't know. I don't remember how they got it exactly. Yeah, cosmic but so cube. So yeah. obviously, you think when the Red Skull is uh, wants to get his hands of the on the cosmic cube, uh, he's going to kill everyone. And at the end, he says he mm-hmm. just wanted to basically um, one division it and uh, bring back his uh, his parents and just have a happy life with his parents. Which it mm-hmm. would have been yeah. interesting to have known and seen uh, throughout the comics, but it feels like it's just yeah. Yeah, added so. upon at the end to make uh, Nick Fury seem like more of an a-hole for getting him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree that would be like more interesting to like have that yeah. fleshed out a little more. Um, but at least like the danger of the Red Skull and his like uh, how much of a psychopath he is, like yeah. it sold it. A lot of that is the art. Like I think he looks creepy. Right, like I think he peeled it's his own face they, off. His, they his kind of mix kind him of with crossbones a bit. Like he felt more like crossbones almost, almost from the six one six universe. Hmm. Okay, Both I don't. In, I don't uh, think I really know crossbones much. So. Oh yeah, he maybe uh, comes in a bit later in the Mark Grunwald run. I feel like we've seen him, but I just I don't I don't. So what do you yeah. mean exactly? I mean the more like. Um, henchman almost like not mobster but soldier guy like he he doesn't feel like um a general of an army you know like the rest no of definitely not no no he's no, more he's, like he's uh, just way more of like <clears throat> one strong guy yeah exactly yeah yeah but you know like i think the art really sells that like physicality like when we first see him i really like that first scene of um, yeah. him and captain america when Hap- captain america jumps in his helicopter and then he just beats the tar out of him oh speaking of which there's a scene uh like it's i think it's the second issue that iron man and hawkeye and captain america are in a plane and captain america asks hawkeye what's wrong with tony stark like what's wrong with him yeah asks what up and it's like oh he's just upset since he had to kill wolverine and captain america just like and hawkeye's like you should get over it and captain america says something like killing a man will do that to you the previous issue captain america <laughs> And Hawkeye are like they aim is trying to steal this cosmic cube from the Baxter building <clears throat> and uh and Captain America jumps in this helicopter and like punches all these henchmen unconscious. And then while he's talking to Hawkeye, <laughs> he's just rolling their bodies out of the helicopter. <laughs> like absolutely just killing I mean, every you one know, of them. He didn't he didn't kill them, gravity did. It's so funny. That those panels of him just like Slowly, uh, good, methodically actually. removing the body, the, the unconscious, still living bodies of these men um, <laughs> is really funny because uh, I don't think it's really like it's not trying to be like, yeah, he's just murdering them. Like it doesn't talk about it. Um, it's just kind of a, a strange detail and incongruity in the art and the, the writing. Yeah. Oh, my God. That cracked me up. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't know. <laughs> if, I, I, if there's one thing Miller is good at is uh, his 
a-hole Captain America is very good, usually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, like, the thing is, I like this a lot. Like, I, I think this was fun. But, you know, it, it's not, like, poignant work, right? Like, the, the, the stuff that's actually yeah, trying oh, no. to be meaningful, none of it's meaningful. Like, it, it doesn't land on any kind of, like, human level or an emotional level. Um, you know, like, a Captain America finally makes it to the Red Skull, who's been just, you know, devastating the Avengers with the Cosmic Cube, and then he spears him with... his son, also? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's his son. Uh, who spears him with the his jet, and then he's just like... And he's like, why did you come here? And he's like, I just wanted to say I was sorry. <laughs> you know, and like, it's supposed to be this like... <laughs> yeah. Meaningful moment of reconciliation or something. And it, it isn't. It doesn't mean anything. And, no. Um, but you know what? Like, at least it's kind of fun. Like, I just, I, I don't know. I just have fun with these, his comics. Like, I, I enjoy these. Um, there's enough like silly fun goofiness and like something we were just talking about uh with carnage yeah back in uh 1993 part one on my marvelous year is like yeah there's a ton of violence in those comics but like it's not fun like if you just want to have your comic be like here's a ton of hyper violence well you have to at least make it kind of fun to watch and creative and it's not back there here like it might not be to any more purpose than just kind of the thrill of like yeah it's you know violence is thrilling right like that's why we like watch violent movies um like it's just kind of intrinsically thrilling at least like make it kind of fun and creative so like the wasp uh there's some snipers uh trying to snipe the person that the wasp is bodyguarding bodyguarding and uh and she just like flies as the wasp through the eyepiece of the sniper and you know as a bullet right like and it's using the wasp's really old 1960s outfit where she has the helmet with the little point on top the pointy head yeah (laughs) but just to mean that she's a little bullet so she's just flying around like shooting people with her body that's kind of fun um I, I like that stuff. I guess, yeah. I mean, I can tell it didn't like, like you, it didn't work for you. I mean, you don't have to. <laughs> you don't have to agree. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. I mean, your 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 enjoyment of it is selling me on it more than my actual reading of it. Sure. So it's fun hearing you talk about it. Oh, well, but uh, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, I'm like I said, I'm a bit all made out at this point. I I, I did re- really like uh, Nick Fury calling Hawkeye the only cool ultimate. Yeah, that hilarious to me. <laughs> That was really funny, and I don't know how much of a joke it was. Right? I know like, intentionally it is, but yeah. Yeah, I have no idea if that's actually a goof or not. So, well, I've got bad that's news for you yeah. because if you're a little Millard out, he is doing three more of these. I know. Although, check this out: Ultimate Comics Avengers number two, and then later on, uh, Avengers versus New Ultimates. Both, um, both are going to be illustrated by Lionel Francis Yu who I, I think oh, that's yeah we both like and then this is exciting for me ultimates avengers 3 is uh is going to be illustrated by steve dillon who i absolutely adore so okay, the guy yeah. from uh preacher and his uh garthiness's punisher run so yeah and he's done some ultimates ultimates of annual i think yeah he did point. the yeah exactly the i don't think he's done much thing. Else. um but he did that yeah. one yeah which was really fun and funny uh or at least the art was really funny to me yeah ultimate yeah, uh, Ultimates Two Annual. So yeah, that's uh that is the my ultimate year for this year, episode twenty three in the bank, Charlotte. Um, thank you so much, yeah. everyone, for listening. If you want to support the show, you can go to my marvelous year or patreon.com slash my marvelous year. Uh, you can access to the Master My Ultimates Year spreadsheet for a dollar a month. Um, access to our Slack channel, which is tons of fun, for five dollars a month. Early access to this show, six months early access to this show. Early access to mainline My Marvelous Year episodes, 
not on any set basis, more or less when I get them edited, they go up early access. Um, and uh, yeah, lots of other fun stuff. Dictate some comics over at My Marvelous Year, the main list. So um, I think that's going to... Oh, uh, reviews on iTunes are really appreciated. Especially go over and... Uh, yes, please. Yeah, go go say how much you, uh, you like Charlotte on the show. I want some oh, yeah. praise for Charlotte. Charlotte's cool, and I like. Even it. if it's a lie, I want to hear it. Yeah, I did. I we don't need to. <laughs> oh, sorry, uh, <laughs> I just I just went to check how many reviews we have on Apple uh, Podcasts for my ultimate year, and uh, <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> sorry. Uh, okay, col- what's College student loves this app reviews. The title of the review: Dave is a snob. <laughs> The, the body of the text. Dude has 50 podcasts and can't ever respond to a fan. I've gotten tired of his work getting recommended for me by Apple Podcasts. Oh, that's interesting. That's Notice incredible. me, senpai. Did you write this? No, that's really funny, you. though. Someone's just been emailing oh, Dave, incredible. and Dave is an incredibly busy person, and so they took it out on the uh, My Ultimate Year <laughs> reviews. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what a, what a yeah. place to be seen. Um, anyway, yeah, so uh, please please go counter <laughs> that uh, one-star review, which has nothing to do with the podcast or even Charlotte and I <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a review. Um, uh, I think that's... Oh, uh, By Divine Right did our theme music. And, uh, oh, what are we reading next month? We're reading Ultimate Spider-Man. Ultimate si- Avengers and Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, so more Ultimate Avengers, the next run of this, which I think has the Punisher in it. Um, I saw Ooh, a, little, a little wink towards that. Uh, and then a bunch. Oh, wait, no, he's been in the. He's he's Sorry, been in Spider Man. Like he hasn't been in it yet, but yeah, he's been in Marvel Team Up. I think. Yeah, I just don't really know how he comes into the Avengers. That's weird, right? Like, uh, I'm yeah, kind of curious. But yeah, the the next uh, um, the next run is called Crime and Punishment. So, uh, some oh Ghost something about Ghost Rider and Punisher. So that sounds cool. And then yeah, continuation okay. of Ultimate Spider Man uh, seven through fifteen. So. Kind of a short, a smaller. How episode. weird is it that the because we basically like read the whole um, new start after Ultimatum, mm-hmm. and where are the Fantastic Four? I don't think we. Johnny? I don't know if we ever get a. We don't ever get a Fantastic Four series again until the very end. There's a six issue Ultimate FF one through six is yeah. in the last episode that we're gonna record. So like yeah, more or less the That's Fantastic crazy. Four. I'm fine, fine by I mean, me. It makes sense. They didn't do anything with them. What? You know, like yeah. I'm I'm kind of fine to just eject them and stop trying i mean the weird thing is like yeah sure eject them but then like you know maybe replace it with the black panther series <laughs> right replace it with a yeah. s- something else new right like there's got to be something else that you're thor right like have a thor series and start digging into like asgard it's kind of strange to you know at this point be like all right fresh Do new start ultimate armor wars instead yeah right like here's a fresh new start the <laughs> ultimatum finished we're gonna have kind of a, a new kicking off point and a, a and, and then not introduce anything really new to the world, right? Like, yeah. not uh, have a new jumping on point or something. So, anyway. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. And we will uh, end. We will see you next Ultimate. Mm-hmm. Ultimate year. Uh-huh. Next one. Milk. I got issues. I got issues.